Hey, this is Alex with the Unbiased Trailblazer podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Unbiased Blazers. There's a link in our bio for our Discord server where you can join in on the discussions, give us takes, give us comments, or simply just join in on a podcast. Also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this podcast. Now, let's get to the show. And as always, Rip City, baby. Three, two, one, zero, zero. Lift off and the clock has started. What is going on, Rip City? This is a special edition, first of its kind, episode 33 of the Unbiased Trailblazer podcast. I got Fawad here with me and a plethora of other people that are going to call in in a little bit and give us their takes, their opinions, their feelings towards the craziness that happened today. So for those of you living under a rock that haven't heard yet, there was a trade that happened today. I truly, truly don't really like I'm still a little like mind blown by what what happened. Um, We ended up trading Norman Powell, Robert Covington to the Clippers. It pains me to say what we traded. I mean, I don't know about you, Fawad, but it hurts to to say what we traded them for. Um, Not a good feeling. Go ahead. I can't even say it with a, you know, with a straight face. So you go ahead and you say if you if you can remember off the top of your head who's all there. If not, I I got you. Yeah. So we traded away um, Norman Powell and Robert Covington, and in return we got Eric Bledsoe, um, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and I believe a 2025 uh, second round pick from Detroit. Championship, here we come. <laughs> So, with that being said, just go for it, Fawad. Let me know how you're feeling. I hated this trade so much. There's pretty much nothing I like about it. Uh, Robert Covington, you know, everyone knows we paid two first-round picks. I don't think anyone is expecting two first-rounds back when we like shipped him out, and it's pretty obvious that we were going to trade him at the deadline. But, you know... One first round pick from a from a contending team like Utah would have been like best case scenario, but even it, I would have been fine with, you know, two second round picks. Whatever. I understand his value is not that high. I was underwhelmed um, by like, like if it was just him uh, uh, in the trade, I think that's what I would have been satisfied with. But then throwing in Norman Powell, who's been arguably our best player this year when you factor in like injuries and everything, um, super consistent. You can. He's scoring like 20 points a game. He can play defense. He's on a good contract. And then we ship him out for essentially nothing. Eric Bledsoe, we're, we're not keeping him beyond the season. We're going to either, probably not even going to flip him at the deadline. We're just going to uh, cut him in the offseason and take his four mil hit ne- next year. Justice Winslow, he plays like 20 games a season. And I don't think he's that good anyways. I've heard he's been okay with the Clippers this year um, defensively. But like I think even... Even now, his offense is still not that good. Keon Johnson is supposedly the highlight of this <laughs> return package. Um, I honestly don't know much about him. I do know that he's, I think, 19, turning 20 in a couple of weeks. 
Um, he's listed as six five, but I've been told he seems shorter than that. Just like Dame seems shorter than six three, and you know that's basically all I know about him. And then of course a twenty twenty five second round pick is probably not going to do much for us at all. Yeah, so, I mean, do, do, go on if you have more, please. It, yeah, like, uh, in terms of talent, we didn't get anything back for this year. Even in the future, I don't see um, I don't see that panning out. Maybe Keon Johnson turns into something, but right now he's not doing too well. Uh, of course, he's just a rookie, though, so it's expected. Um, we got out of the luxury tax, which I can assume is the main reason for this deal, and it saves us, saves us a little bit of money next year. But it's not as significant as some people, you know, think it is. So overall, just you know, not even whelmed. I'm very underwhelmed. I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 backtrack a little bit. For me, I'm at work. the The alert comes out that we trade Norman Powell and Robert Covington. From that moment on, it was before lunch. I think it was like eleven, maybe ten thirty. Before, after that. My mind was toast. I was no longer at work mentally. I was gone. There was I just could not stop thinking about that. Reading everyone's comments, reading everyone's reactions. I mean, it was you sit there and you think what we gave up to get Norman Powell, what we gave up to get Robert Covington. And and like we talked about in previous previous podcasts, at least for me, I felt Norman Powell was our best bet at the two if we were wanting to make a championship run with Lillard, the way they made this trade, it feels to me like they're not trying to make a championship run. I don't know. I mean, I truly, truly, I get that they're trying to get out of the tax. I get that Jody Allen cares so much about saving money, even though she's a bajillionaire and has the most money, you know, that anyone could ever need. And that, you know, to her saving money is what matters. Um, I mean, it blows my mind. Paul Allen, you know, he was always the type that was like, whatever it takes, let's do it. And it sucks to have the exact opposite of that. But like you said, we're probably not going to have Bledsoe. A lot of people think that we're going to end up just shipping them off this year anyways. But I, by next year, I don't plan to, I don't foresee us having him. They're going to just take that. I, what is it, like a 3.9 cap hit? Is that what it is? Yeah. 3.9. Take that. Um let it sit on our books for a while and it'll be gone and we'll be done with it. Really to me, the only thing that we did this trade for was the rookie, uh, Keon Johnson, right? That was his name. Yeah. I mean, if that's our plan, if we're just planning for the future five years from now, then why, why do we have Dame still? Like, I feel so bad for him. It like, there's, there's, you know, quotes that he came out and he supported this trade. How the hell? Unless he knows something that we don't know, unless he knows that he talked to some player and you know they're gonna come here, how how do you support this? I mean, Steve Ballmer probably sent him like ten percent of Microsoft or something. I don't know. It's the only <laughs> way I can see him signing off. But think how much money he's made. He doesn't need ten percent. Oh, well, then again, ten percent is a lot for Microsoft. <laughs> but anyways, anyways. Lillard wants to win a championship. The fan, the fans want to win a championship. You know, there's been some crazy, crazy stuff in Reddit lately. Um, I, I mean, we could ramble for hours about the stuff we've seen on Reddit the past couple, couple weeks, couple days, especially. But 
it's so frustrating to to give away what we had and and not get good value. And we've made these comments before. We want to trade CJ, but we don't want to trade CJ just to trade CJ. We we want to get some kind of value back, and I truly feel like we got no value back. I mean, for the love of God, we traded a... I mean, Norman Powell is top 10 shooting guard, I think, in the NBA. Super consistent. Super consistent. Always been consistent for the last four years. He's not good enough for a first-round pick. Just one. One. Not, not two. <laughs> Like we sent for Robert Covington, he's not good for one. How is that? And then and then let's throw Robert Covington in on top of that. How are those two people not good for one first round pick? Like it it makes no sense. It I mean I get that they want to get under the tax. I get that. There were so many other ways to get under the tax. We could have traded a, a Covington to you know so many different teams who had guys in like the ten range and eleven million, and maybe we throw in like. Covington and Snell. That's all we needed to get out of the tax. It was not, you know, we did not need to send Norm out to get under the tax. If we were going to send him out, it should have been for an upgrade at the forward position, not yes, a young guard. As I mean, like best player, you're best spot on. They said that they wanted to. Let me let me find it just real quick. Let me just because I read it. I just want to make sure I have it. So they said. Essentially, Norman Powell's a very good player, and he had some... This is from Cronin himself. Norman Powell's a very good player, and he's had really good moments with us. He'll be missed. It's just about having to move that money to other positions. That's that's what was the motivation for this trade. Unless they have, like I said, unless they know something we don't know yet, they didn't move money. They put it still in the shooting guard position. Yeah. I get Winslow is a small forward, but... The dude's going to be playing at most 15 minutes a game. What I understood from that was that he wanted to take, you know, future money out from Norm and just shift it to Ant. But they both should have been our two guard. The fact that we're playing Norm at three. Yes. Is, you know, that wasn't an issue about Norm. That was an issue about trading CJ. You don't trade Norm. Like, I don't know, it, man. I'm just frustrated. It, it doesn't make sense. I'm happy for Norm. He's going to a team that he's going to have a chance to, you know, make make a deep playoff run again. You know, I like Norm. Fly. And and they're now going to be a, a a strong team if they get those guys back. I know there's it's, you know, up in the air if they do. But who cares about them? I care about us. What? <laughs> I just, I don't. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. And and you know, hopefully the people that we have there are going to be calling in here in just a second. Hopefully some of them can explain to us why they think it's a better idea. I thought maybe one or two of them at least thought it was an okay trade for us. I get the premise. I get that we're making room. One problem is we have never been a team that's got free agents ever to come to us. So make all the room you want. I mean, the year that we signed Evan Turner and, you know, Harkless and Aminu, we had so much money to spend, and that's who we spent the money on because nobody wanted to come here. So to think that we're making these moves for free agency, you know, it just it kills me. I don't want to see Dame leave. I'm afraid that's what's going to happen. I Some just, things, I you know, I've it. heard to kind of justify the trade, where that you know Norm's contract is five years, um, and he'll be like 32 at the end. But I feel like you know. One, that's probably a good thing that it's a long-term contract. He probably won't decline that much by um, by the time he's 
what was it when i say 32 and right now he's playing way above 18 so i think like anyone arguing that he's you know a negative asset at this point i think uh not not just fans but there was some uh reporter analyst i don't remember who it was but they were saying that um it, blazers won the or they is justified from our end because we got off norm's contract like that doesn't make sense to me at no. all yeah doesn't make like, sense Hey, if we couldn't get um, a better offer from somewhere else, which I find incredibly unlikely, first of all, then we should just keep Norm. That's that was the plan like all along. Why are we shopping him? Even if he Thank wants you. out, that's probably just because he's stuck at the three. Force him to the two. Trade CJ. It's you know that solves all our problems. I don't know. <laughs> We've discussed it like a million times. It's got to be one of two things. Our best. That's our best like fit. It's got to be one of two things. Either Dame does not want to split up CJ. Like, like we all think should happen. It's either that, or we're just stupid. It's one of those two. <laughs> and and you know, I get Dame and CJ are friends, and they're you know really good friends. And but my God, to to think that the solution to our problem right now is to get rid of Norm on a contract that is much, much, much more favorable than CJ's contract, on a player that has playing more consistently. For the last three years, um, I mean, not that CJ hasn't played consistently, but both on offense and defense. I mean, and CJ he's playing out of position. Yeah, well, for sure, he's been like that's for sure. It's just, it's I, my mind. There's like, if you guys could see inside my mind, there's forty different ways I could go right now, and it's like I can't narrow in on one topic to talk about because I'm just all over the place. So I just I feel disorganized and I want to say more, but in my head, I can't get the ones out that I want to say. So it just, do you have anything you want to say before we start going to the callers? I mean, there's so much, but I guess just one last thing that I'll say is, um, you know how Eric Bledsoe's contract, like we said, is only guaranteed for 3.9 mil. Sure. It really doesn't do that much for us in terms of cap space. All it does for us is, it lets us sign and without going into the tax again. It doesn't actually open up a cap space that we can use. Like, because um, right now, even if we don't sign Ant at all or Nurk, we're already over the cap for next year. So signing Ant and whether we sign Nurk or not, what, that's, you know, a later issue. But assuming we do, we're going to be right back. We're going to be spending the same amount we are right now. So it, there's not a lot of financial flexibility. Um, it's just like or at least for next year the only difference financially is that we're not we're gonna pay less tax that's the only difference because uh either way we're not gonna get the full mle we're likely gonna have to use the tax mle next year as well um and then beyond beyond next year i guess there's an argument that there's more flexibility financially but i feel like if we're trading away our best most valuable asset it doesn't matter how much uh, money we have we're, like you said free agents are going to come here our best way is through trade so if we can't if, or if our best trade asset is gone i don't know how we're going to improve this roster well and you kind of said it perfectly and i've seen people say this we're doing all these trades to create flexibility to be able to go out and sign a norman Ta norman pal type player what the hell we already have a norman pal type player and we just got rid of him <laughs> so why would we be doing that that makes no sense i like it's like trading Michael Jordan away 
because he makes too much money or you you know for whatever stupid reason you would trade him away and they'd be like well now that we have the money to to sign a michael jordan type player we can go do that it's just it blows my mind the the people that said that the trade for gary trent for norman powell was a terrible trade it blows my mind i mean now it was a terrible trade because we don't have norman powell but it's like jesus what are we doing if we want to win you don't trade you, I don't even, you don't, I don't even, I'm getting so mad I can't even speak. You don't, you don't trade Norman Powell when he's going to be the one that fits best with Dame. Norm does not need the ball in his hands 24-7 like CJ does. I like Ant a lot, and I think he's got a high, high ceiling, and, and I have no problem with us keeping him. But even him next to Dame, those two don't fit as well together as Norm does. So probably one of the best fits for Dame in the league out of like the honestly non All Star players. Honestly, and it's like we got rid of him for <laughs> nothing, not a first round pick. We got some money out of it. Um, it's okay. Woo! My heart rate is going <laughs> high. So, Fawad, are you good to stay, or do you need to hop yeah, out? Yeah, I'll stay for maybe like ten more minutes, then I'll probably have to leave. Okay, so we are gonna go to our first two callers here. We have Brady, who actually joined us from the last podcast, uh, from the Point Nine podcast. And we also have Adam, who uh, decided today he wanted to join us. So let me get them in here real quick. Brady, Adam, can you hear me? Yes, sir. How about you, Adam? Yes, I can. All right, perfect. So I'm sure you guys heard us rambling there for a little bit. Yes, let's, go with, let's go with Brady first. I think, Brady, you were kind of okay with this trade. Am I wrong? Um, I mean, I have a lot to unpack and I only have a limited amount of time. So Let's let me just get, let me just go straight to it. The trade on paper is dog crap. It's not good. It doesn't look good. Uh, the reason it doesn't look good is Neil O'Shea's fault. First of all, uh, if we didn't give up all those picks to get those players and we didn't get the value out of them in return. So I guess it's, it's Rocco's fault for that, but Norm played really really well and it's hard to see him go but i think the most valuable part of this trade is not on paper the most valuable thing that we get is direction and vision finally they made a decision and the decision is to go with young talent so there's like a lot to unpack there fair enough what i, th- what, I, what I think i will finish your thought first though i will i will uh right. unpack what i mean by that so Cronin says that they want to put, you know, more money into different positions. I don't think he's talking about Norman Powell. I think he's talking about CJ. So we can't really judge this trade, like, in its totality until the trade deadline's over. Because I believe that this trade is just the precursor for a bigger one to come. Now, I agree. That is the bla- that's like a Blazer fan's favorite sentence because that's what we dealt with with Neil O'Shea. Oh, he's just doing these little luxury tax trades to, to, to set something up, and then he never pulled the trigger. Well, that's because Neil O'Shea is a douche and has a huge ego and never wanted to hurt his ego, so he would never want to make a big move. He would just keep the fans going, keep the fans going, keep the team barely afloat. But Cronin seems to have made a move to where he's – going all in on Ant. And I believe what he means by that statement that he made is he's getting rid of Norm, he's getting rid of CJ, and I think that we'll see a trade for a, for a forward. I hope, I hope, I hope. So 
Uh, I, I don't like the trade on paper because it's never good to see a player of Norm's caliber leave. But I think we're finally getting the direction that we've wanted for so many years. And that direction is we're going to go and get in and bank on our young talent. And I'm never going to underestimate Damian Lillard. We all thought that we were going to be trash when our four starters left. But behind Damian Lillard, this team made the playoffs. So I'm not going to underestimate Dame and say, oh, this team sucks. Oh, we lost Norm. Like, this team's going to be bad. Like, Damian Lillard will come back, and Damian Lillard will be Damian Lillard. Now, that sucks because he can't do that forever, but that, I'm just banking on that as a Blazer fan. Now, if we don't make a move uh, before the trade deadline, then this trade is, is just trash. Like, I'll be very, very upset, but I'm not going to, like, push the envelope right now. Go for it, Fawad. Um, let's actually let Adam go first if you want to respond, and then I'll, we can come in. Okay, and... yep, go for it. Adam, what you got? All right, so yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm a type of guy that I don't pay a lot of attention to how the luxury tax work or how the tax, uh, the cap works. So I don't, I don't fully understand stuff when I explain. But when I first got the notification, it was a Bleacher Report notification, and I only saw that Robert Covington was in it. So I, I just deleted, I just deleted Twitter, <laughs> and as I was re-downloading it to see the full details, I was like, okay, this is kind of confusing, but like, I'm. I'm not that upset. I was just confused. Then I opened up Twitter and I was like, no, there's, <laughs> there's no way we, we traded Powell. Um, all I've been able to imagine this afternoon is Jody Allen clutching her money, just like gleefully <laughs> laughing right now. But <laughs> realistically, what Brady said about direction, I appreciate because that's something I've been stuck on for a long time. Um, I look at teams like the Thunder and I look at teams like the Nets and like, both of these teams have made opposite directions. One is like, we're committing to a rebuild, youth, first-round picks, and the other is like, we're going to go all-in and try to win a championship. And I guess with the Blazers, I don't want to know how many years it's been of where it's been like, oh, you know, like we start out slow, we come back in the middle of the season, everyone's like, wow, we're a championship team, and then it's a first or second round exit like every single year. And when it comes to trades, it's always felt like, Oh, you know, we're making these little safe trades, get under the tax, all these things that Neil did. Dame specifically this year, I feel like, has been the most outspoken about wanting to win a championship than he's ever been. Mm-hmm. At least to the public. Yep. Or at least indicated that. And so when they indicated that, I was like, okay, we're either going to go full into a rebuild, Dame's going to leave, the Blazers are going to say no, we're just going to rebuild, or we're going to go all out for a championship. And this was the type of move that when I looked at it, it confused me because I was like, what what direction are we going again? I understand, like, okay, maybe we're moving to the youth, but, like, even then, I look at this and I'm like, there had to have been a better trade for better young yeah. assets or or more. So I guess I'm I'm in a state of mind right now that if we, if there's a trade I don't see or something happening, and if we don't get, like, an all-star type forward back by the end of the trade deadline, I'm going to be really upset about this trade. Again, I don't understand things all about the, the, the tax and the cap and all that. But to me, it seems to be stuck in that middle again. Are we truly going into a rebuild? If you're going into a rebuild with young assets, probably Dame should be moved. Probably. I mean, if you're oh, going to commit to a full rebuild, there. like the Thunder, 
if you're going to go into a championship team, getting rid of someone like Norman, who fits way better next to Dame than CJ, doesn't make any sense. And that, that's just where I'm at right now. I, I guess I could see an argument for more of a direction. But at this point, if the Blazers don't end up with an all-star forward, which I don't have a lot of hope for that happening by the trade deadline or by the end of the year, I will probably still be stuck here. I, I just want to see them make a direction, but like instead of just kind of like sliding there, I just want to see it happen. Maybe, maybe it's too quick for that. Can oh, I say something go for about it. that, go for Alex? It. Go for it. So uh, some, something people are saying is there had to be a better trade out there, which there is, but then I, I look at Philadelphia's situation and how many wonderful trades has to be knocking on, I think his name's Daryl Morney's, Morney's door, and he like rejects them all. So there are trades out there, but some people don't want those. And like we have to be realistic. Uh, Cronin is a brand new GM. He wants to make it in the league. What a dream job to just be handed a GM position. I don't think he's going to just take the first trade that walks, walk through, walks through his door. I think he's going to shop. Maybe people just didn't want the assets. Robert Covington wasn't a great asset. Look at, look at his performance in Portland. And Norman Powell, his, like, his play was fantastic, but we had to be realistic. Maybe there wasn't a better trade out there. I, you know, I, just, I would just be shocked if he just threw out the first trade and was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, he, he wants to make a name for himself in this league. Yeah, and, and Adam, before Fawad, I let you go. I just want to say something real quick. Adam, I 100% agree. It feels to me like they did kind of tell us the direction they're going. Like, okay, we are going to kind of rebuild. But like you said, I just, and we've said it in previous podcasts, I just want them to go and let us know, like, tell us, this is what we're doing. And like you said, it seemed like they kind of dipped their toes in the water and were like, hey, guys, we're going we're gonna to be rebuilding a little bit. I Either just jump in or let's go the other way. Go for it, Fawad. Break it down. Yeah, I'm pretty much in agreement with Adam here on, you know, most of the things. I see less direction than before because, first of all, if we're getting young talent, that would be one thing, but we didn't get any young talent. We got one young guy who's extremely raw, and by the time he, if he ever even develops, it's going to be way past Dane's prime is over. So if we're, you know, theoretically getting young talent, we should, like like one of you guys said, we should probably move on from Dame then if that's the that's the decision and if we want to continue building around dame why are we trading norm um and then i i do agree that it's important to wait until the deadline but at the same time yes, yes. so should have cronin the values probably would have increased <laughs> at the deadline when other teams are more desperate you know it's possible the offers weren't there at this time but they might there might have been more at the deadline and then the last thing about that is that you know let's say the value wasn't there at all and it wouldn't be there at the deadline. That means there's nothing out there for CJ because CJ's older, um, much worse contract, and he's less, depending on the team, I guess, he's less uh, of a, I don't know how to explain it. Like he, he's, he's got to be the main guy on the team where Nor whereas Norm fits like everywhere. So if there was, if this is the best we could get from, norm then i think there's no chance we're getting not even an all-star small forward we're not getting anything of value uh in return for cj we would have to pay to get rid of cj if that's if that's the case so you know i don't see the i'm I, again it's I, i'm gonna wait until the deadline but i'm not 
expecting anything to happen because if this is the situation then just nothing's nothing better is going to happen later on yeah i mean it's we're in for a bumpy ride i think uh brady adam both of you guys thanks for hopping in and giving us your takes on it uh i sorry it's short we if we could sit here and spend all night talking about it no one wants to listen to a four-hour podcast i appreciate both of you guys hopping in um i hope you guys have a good night uh other than that thanks for joining and uh hopefully we can talk to you in a little bit so we have john here john joined in on the uh, call-in show here that's what we're going to call it so john how does this trade make you feel or you know in in general just rant rave do whatever you want just go for it the floor is yours the mic's yours go for it sounds good thanks guys for having me um you know my first reaction when i saw the woge tweet was definitely negative it was like that's it um with with norm's name being in there i was thinking we were gonna get more and so so definitely my initial reaction was disappointed a little surprised that norm and roco got paired together thinking those would be separate trades originally um but i think as i've had time to like kind of process it and also listen to a few other people kind of break it down it's it's really just a financial move i think to clear the books for for anthony so that's that's the one positive that i think i'm now taking away from it is this is a clear signal that we need to make room to pay anthony next sign anthony anthony simons next season and there was no way they were going to do that if they had game cj and norm on the books sure. so it's like you know it's really hard to trade a guy that you just signed to a five-year deal. I think that's what we saw today is like the market just nobody wants to take on that long of a contract because like the average GM doesn't even make it much longer than five years in their job, you know? So it's like you're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody take uh, a guy like Norm, even though he's talented, when he has so much... Uh, time left on his contract so like i think this deal really boils down to let's let's take the first person that will totally get norm's contract off our books without us having to give up any draft picks or you know young player and then that signals okay we're we're definitely tanking this year and we're making room so that we can give anthony simons a probably like 18 to 20 million dollar contract i think like kind of in the range that norm was at and you're just swapping those two contracts out essentially next year um and then i was also like a little bit encouraged when i saw that the eric bledsoe guaranteed money for next year is only 3.9 million so my my guess is that they will just cut they'll wave him and they'll he'll be another andrew nicholson on the on the books <laughs> where you just see this line item for eric bledsoe and he doesn't have a single game as a blazer uh that seems to be the popular thing for uh, the, this blazers front office to do and so you know 3.9 million next year for him 4 million next year for winslow who will probably play but like is is not gonna take minutes away from Nasir next year. I would, I would hope not. Um, yeah, I, I guess like big takeaway was I was disappointed that they couldn't get more, but 
I see kind of the financial reason of why they did this. And we have to like kind of just look at this from that financial cap room lens of what is the is the budget look like for Anthony to fit in next year and kind of less from a you know like basketball and on-court product lens and i know that that can be like disappoint definitely i tweeted this earlier but like the the return was disappointing from a basketball standpoint and it was it was basically a financial move what are your guys' oh. thoughts on that so do you do you feel like we could have got something better for this trade or do you think this was about what we could have expected? I feel like they could have gotten a little bit more if they traded these two guys independently. So if you went out and said, hey, Utah, we know that Joe Angles just got injured for the season, dangle Rocco in front of them because I think Rocco would have been a really good fit in Utah. Yes. Yes, I think you could have gotten like two seconds or maybe like a first that's protected way out in the future. Then and you have to look at like what what would Norm get if that was just in a vacuum? And I feel like maybe maybe this was just the reality that you would have have to having to given up something else for Norm to get completely off of his contract. And so you miss out on that deal that you would have gotten for Rocco by pairing Norm and Rocco together, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. For me, it's just, it's crazy to think we, what we've given up to get Norm, what we give up, gave up to get Rocco. And then it's like, we don't get a first round pick for both of those combined. It's just, it blows my mind. Yeah, I no, I, I think it's really painful looking at it from that lens. Um, I'm trying to give Cronin the benefit of the doubt because I they were in a really tough spot and what Neil Shea put them into. <laughs> and it's kind of like yeah. they dug this really big grave. I feel like this move was kind of Cronin starting to dig his way out. And it's like, it's ugly and it doesn't feel good as a fan. Like they are a little bit better off just for, in terms of like clearing salary from the hole that they were in already. But I definitely agree that like now you've missed out on Gary Trent and two first round picks and you have, you don't really have anything to show for exactly. it. Exactly. Fawad, do you have anything you want to, you want to toss out? I just feel like with the money thing, there's two parts to it. One is getting out of the tax this year. And the other one, like you said, you know, making money for Ant. And I guess clearing the long term as well. Getting out of the tax this year was not an issue at all. There were like a hundred different ways to do it. And we didn't need to involve Norm at all, which is what frustrates me. Over the course of the day, the last few hours, I've come to terms with the fact that um, Covington's value is not as high as we thought. I think like a second is probably, that's probably what seems... That's probably what seems like his value was, um, based on what I've heard like some reporters say too. But Norm, I get that he'll be what like thirty two at the end of the contract, but eighteen is not that bad, especially for how he's playing right now. I feel like he's playing like he's worth like twenty five. So it just, I don't, uh, I'm struggling to understand how we got such little return. The return is basically what, um, what Covington is worth. We basically threw in norm for free from the way i'm seeing it um but then 
you know, making money for Ant is understandable, but at the same time, I feel like if we were able to get rid of CJ instead of Norm, that accomplishes the same thing. And, you know, CJ's older and has a worse contract, and Norm is probably the better, or he is the better fit anyways. So I just didn't understand including Norm, unless, like, he was begging to go there and we just did right by him or something like that. But that's the only way I'm justifying it in my head. So I think, go, go for it, John. I was just going to say, I, I think the pessimistic side of me, like, if this is what they got for Norm to get off his contract, does that mean that there was nothing for CJ? Like, was... Good point. I hope that there's something yeah. in the next week. I really do. But there's a possibility that they wanted to move CJ. They knew they had to move CJ or Norm. Like, no questions about it. And this was the best that they could do because nobody stepped up to the plate for CJ. See, that's that's like my worst case <laughs> reality. That's, that's, that's something I've thought about as well. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a really good point. So, John, before we uh, get you out of here, first off, I want to say thanks for coming in and doing this, you know, kind of on the, you know, no notice, just showing up and doing it. So first off, thanks for doing that. But um, before we get you out of here, what do you see this team the next year, the next couple years? What do you see for this team? Do you see us still trying to make a run for the championship or do you see us just getting ready to rebuild? That's a really good question, I think. You know, if you ask me in a week, it will probably be a little bit of a different answer. But sure. I think now I'm starting to think that they're going to be like a 6th, 7th, 8th seed the next couple of years. Obviously not this season. But sure, sure. I don't really see a way for them to get into contention really quickly. I think you're looking at a starting lineup next year, most likely of Dame, Ant, Nas, Nurk and then like insert some forward <laughs> into that lineup and that's not a contender but that's good enough to get into the playoffs probably um and yeah it's like it all comes down to ownership and was the directive to Cronin hey let's just keep doing this eighth seed in the playoff thing and <laughs> we make a we make a couple million dollars and then we sell the team in 2025 and like ownership's happy. Cronin doesn't really have any power to like overrule that directive. You know, that's kind yeah. of my thought of might be going on behind the scenes. Well, then it's like, I was going to say like, is Dame, obviously Dame's involved in these talks, I think the reporters that follow the team closely have said like Dame and Cronin are seen talking all the time. So I have to think that Cronin is involving him in these conversations. And I wonder if Dame's loyalty is almost like to a fault where he's just like, he, yep. he's okay with this kind of shaky plan to get back into the playoffs. And the, even if the most likely scenario is a return to the first round. That, that was what I was going to ask you anyway, so you answered my question. I, I mean, I know that every, every friend that I have that's not a Blazers fan that follows the NBA, they look at us and they're like, why do you guys keep, why are you guys holding on to Dame? <laughs> and not, not in a way of like, oh, Dame should go to New York or Dame should go to LA, but just like, 
it doesn't make sense to them like why you would rebuild around game with like the assets that we currently have and i think it's it's because dame's unwilling to ask out and and like you can't trade him just in terms of like equity with the fan base if he hasn't asked to be traded totally totally spot on there uh john i appreciate you for coming on such short notice um hopefully we can get you on on another podcast where we can go you know we can talk even more and get you know more more ideas from you um but other than that i really appreciate you joining um and i hope to hear from you soon yeah i'd love to be back on in the future thanks for reaching out and uh we'll talk soon go blazers. sounds good go blazers thanks john Bye. So next we have we have Jordan and we got Wade here. Let's get Jordan and Wade in here real quick. I think I might actually have to step out now too. So sorry. All right, go that. for it, Fawad. Have, have a good night. Thanks, you too. Jordan, can you hear me? Yes, sir. And how about you, Wade? Can you hear me? Uh oh, we might not have Wade. Well, oh wait. Hey, I'm here. There he is. How you doing, Wade? I'm doing good. I had to okay. unmute myself. <laughs> You're all good. So, feel free. Let's start off with Jordan, since he's on top of the list here. Jordan, feel free to talk about whatever you want. If you want to add on to what's already been said, go for it. Floor is yours. Yeah, you know, um, I was at work also before I saw that notification, and um, I was quite in shock. I mean, uh, I posted quite a, a bit about it on my Facebook group, but... Um, not sure what the heck's going on right now because if anything, you know, you keep Norman Powell because he's the one guy who actually plays a lick of defense at the guard position. So if you're going to go around and build around Ant and sign him, you now have back to your problem of having Simon, CJ, and Dame who can't play defense. I mean, Simon's has promise and he's, you know, a good young player, but he's ranked the worst defender in the whole league three straight seasons. And so having him next to CJ and Dame, it solves nothing. So I don't see how this, this move makes us better now or in the future. Cause like Fowab said, we, it doesn't free up any money to go sign players. It gets us on a luxury tax. So we're not doing the repeater tax, but um, you have justice Winslow still under contract for another season. I think four and a half million. Um, that Keon Johnson's uh, under contract for three more years, the, I believe, with the, with the team option for this, uh, his rookie deal. And then, you know, you got uh, Eric Bledsoe, which, again, a $19 million co- contract that's only guaranteed, you know, just under, uh, was it $4, $4 million. Um, So, I mean, on a, in an ideal roster, like if the Blazers were in contention, Eric Bledsoe would have been a great guard to get because we need def- defense and um, he's given us fits over the years and he would have been perfect, you know, in that role. But then, you know, he's again, an undersized guard. So you, now you have a back to the same problem, having four undersized guards and you haven't upgraded the forward position. You haven't upgraded the center position. What are you doing with Yusuf Nurkic now? Are you going to sign him in the off season? It, it, he almost didn't want to come back this season. So with the role, you know, um, I think his role with Chauncey, he likes it. But, I mean, what's the direction? Because he's going to be a free agent. I'm sure there's going to be a team that will, will use his services. He's, a, he's sure. a good center. He's a top 12 center in this league, in my opinion. Um, you know, I'm not a big Nurkic fan, per se, but he does like Portland. Dane likes him. And, 
you know, the, the problem I'm seeing is it's like, man, you, you might as well make Dame interim, interim GM because <laughs> it seems like whatever Dame wants, the Blazers do. And it, it, honestly, like Fall was saying too, with the, or something was saying with the Thunder and the Nets and that, that situation, like the Thunder, honestly, like, as I'm watching them right now, um, they've done it correct. Like they, they've traded away their aging stars. They trade away Westbrook. They trade away Paul George. They went, hey, we are going full rebuild. We have we have like 20 first-round picks in the next four years, <laughs> and we have good young talent. Josh Giddy is amazing young kid, 19 years old, and he's doing things LeBron James hasn't done. You know, it's just crazy. They have Lu- you know, Luke Edz Dorth, that's a good you know, young player. And like I said, they've gone full direction. But you go, you know, the Blazers, it's like, what are you doing? Like you can't build around a rebuild around Dame. He doesn't want to be in a rebuild. And you don't have money to do anything to rebuild. So you don't have first-round picks. You don't have money. Uh, your only tradable asset is, you know, Anthony Simons and Asir Little, but Simons is a free agent at the end of the year. Restricted, albeit, but still free agent. So you have so much question marks with this roster where it's like this move alone, If there, there might be other moves, but this move alone makes absolutely no sense. So unless you're trading CJ and there's a move coming, which again, I don't see happening because it already came out that Cronin set, told CJ and Nurkic they won't be traded. That's all, that's per Jason Quick on an article. Um, they, he told them they will not be traded. So if that's the case and he's not bluffing, then there's nothing to look forward to going forward for this season and the offseason with no money. And like you guys have all said, no big name free agent has came here. You know, I, uh, the some guy said, well, Car- Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony was out of, out of this league. He was <laughs> out of this league. No one wanted him. We gave him a chance and he succeeded. And then thankfully, thankfully for us, for him, now he has a better chance to compete in, in the, in LA. Well, which they say, but um, they're, they're also under 500. <laughs> but other than that, we've never got anybody all-star caliber, like to sign here and succeed and so that alone gives me no hope whatsoever and I'm, i try not to be too doom and gloom in my posts and you know talking out loud and all that stuff but this move made zero sense i i thought norm should be traded or course i said i should say could be traded but not for this move not for this move and especially with rumors coming out that the pelicans were interested in cj mccollum there was like a rumor floated out that Josh Hart was available. Jackson Hayes was available. Those two alone for CJ, way better than this move. Not even close. A young center in Jackson Hayes and a a 3 and D do-it-all rebounding guard in Josh Hart, I would have loved that. Yes. Just, just CJ. We wouldn't have to need a pick. But instead you get a freaking 32-year-old Eric Bledsoe that, and, and a Justice Winslow barely plays 20 games a year. And this Keon Johnson, who, man, I guess if he's Dwayne Wade later down the road, okay, great. But it's he's 19-year-old rookie playing in the G League right now. It's not looking great. <laughs> you're, you are, with at least for me, you're spot on. I mean, in my opinion, our best, our best move was to keep Norm, capitalize on Ant's value right now, try to get someone for him, uh, move CJ, and try to win now with that what we did there they went the exact opposite way what do i know i'm not a gm you know i've only won 40 championships on 2k though so <clears throat> that's all i got to say about that 
Uh, Jordan, we might cut back to you. I appreciate what you said. Uh, let's get to Wade. Wade, how do you feel about this? I'm actually a little bit more optimistic than most people. I while like it, it is a while, while it is a luxury tax move, I, I do agree with that. That's an obvious point. What people are discounting is what they got back. Eric Bledsoe is not the point of this trade. He's a disposable asset. We traded out what eighty million dollars worth of cap total for what eighteen. This is about future cap and future seasons, which is probably going to be allocated, like you said, to Ant or Little. Um, but Keon Johnson, let me tell you, that kid is a athlete. It may he his athleticism makes ants look look short. His vertical is forty eight inches. He hails from Tennessee. He reminds me a little bit if uh, like a uh, like a Ron Artest on the defense. He's super pesky. He's a point forward. Uh, six four. I mean six five. I know they list him at six five. He's not really six five. He's more six four. But that dude is talented. He was actually considered a lottery pick, top fourteen pick, and he slid down to twenty in last year's draft because he is, by all intents and purposes, a project. But his defense translates immediately to the NBA. It's not, it's not a question of years. We're talking, if he gets court time this year, he's a perfect fit next to Dame. He's an extremely pesky interior defender with the ability to read passing lanes and rebound. I, I can't exercise it enough that it's not Keon Johnson is a phenomenal athlete and I'm hoping that it isn't a three or four year project. I'm hoping it's more of a see what we got this year and then next year, maybe give him a little bit more of a role, but the Clippers weren't ever going to use him. Not really. His position was already filled. That's why he was in the G league. He was a project plain and simple. I mean, that's, that's a fair point. And truly, I don't know much about him. So I can't like claim to. I'm I'm telling you, this guy is phenomenal. Go look some, some plays, uh, some of his high school and some of his collegiate at Tennessee, his, his instincts in the lane, his hand quickness, his athleticism. He has a 48 inch vertical, 48 inch vertical. (laughs) I mean, this dude literally will jump out of the gym. He's a great rebounder. He, he he's he's a defender. He can handle the ball. He can, he can he's a slasher at the rim. He's not really an outside shooting guy. Uh, not that he can't be. He just it's not. You know his forte. He can he can definitely learn that. Sure. Um, I I just don't see it as such a bad trade. Rock, Rocco was never going to be with this team next year. That it's no, a point to consider him a part of the trade. I agree. Now. Now, Powell, as much as I love Powell, it, it, his four-year extension kicks in next year on a team that can go two directions. Either A, this is an indicator of a, of, a, of a quick rebuild, so not a full rebuild, but we're talking like a year or two type of rebuild because Ant and Little are ready now. Little's injured, obviously. We won't have him until next season, but there's no reason to believe that those two aren't starters next year with Lillard. Okay, and Nurk. So you only have one player really to fill a a, a, a starting position, you know. Um, and I just, I, I just don't see it as as quite as negative. I I do believe that if it if they make another massive trade, they're going all in. They trade CJ, 
type of deal for a couple of, of big players. Uh, you know, the whole uh, to what was it? New Orleans. Yeah. Um, I, you know, that could very well still happen. You know, does that make it a title contender this year? Probably not, but maybe next year. But but if they even if they don't, then they've already set in motion going younger, you know, and they already have those pieces. And I think if they whiff this year and whiff in free agency and they'll have a high top 10 draft pick this year, I mean, because it's protected in the trade, Mm -hmm. I, you know, they could very well go into the offseason if they don't get anybody, don't find any trades, maybe. Maybe it's a rebuild, full rebuild, but it gives them that flexibility to look at a possibility of contending now without misreading the ability to still do a rebuild. And that's, I I just think that that's kind of what they're looking at. They're looking at that flexibility of, they don't want to make the decision right this very second without all the pieces in place all the way through the draft. And that's kind of where I think they're looking at. And, and this I is a lot of season, you know. Yeah. This is a lot yeah. of season. Everybody's going to feel that. Even if and, we make the playoffs, which is a big if, if we're <laughs> one and done. Yeah. That's, that's it. So, Jordan, I want to check with you real quick to see if you have anything to say. But first off, I just want to say, Wade, the only issue I have is I'm afraid that if we were to have Ant at the two, it's just going to end up being a repeat of Dame and CJ. And it, instead, it's going to be Ant, Dame and Ant. Ant wouldn't be at the two. Long term. Keon True, is actually yes. so you're talking this year. You can even plug Keon in at the two and see yeah. what you got. Yeah, and and have Ant at the one. And I think that that combo because Keon's specialty is defense. Yeah, you know, Ant and and Lillard love them both. Not great defenders. No, and never have been. Probably never will be because of their body type. Keon, on the other hand, 100 percent can play a shooting guard role with a knack for defense. Jordan, do you have anything you want to say before we wrap it up? Yeah. um, I've actually, I know a little bit about Keon Johnson. I've, I've watched a lot of college basketball and um, uh, it's not wrong what he's saying right now. Um, It's just, the problem is, is if you're going to go and see what you have in Keon Johnson and think he's going to be, something good it's not going to translate right away i mean i compare him to greg brown as far as athleticism goes um, greg brown's obviously six nine can jump out the building uh keon can as well but he can't his offense is so raw it's i mean he's 26 percent three-point shooter in college just not a great offensive player. He was SEC all freshman team. So again, he's young, he's raw. He has a lot of potential to be decent. And that's a, that's, that's pretty much a first round pick we got. So I know we didn't get one per se, but he was the 21st pick and you know, he could have been a, the top 14 pick, like you said, but um, so that, that is what that was with a first round pick. So it's just right now when Dame's going to be 32 years old, and CJ's in his 30s. You know, Nurkic is 28. Um, you know, what is the direction? If you're going to wait for Keon Johnson, then you might as well, all hands on deck, throw in your cards. You're trading CJ. You're trading Dame. You're not waiting for Nurkic. You're trading him now. You're getting what you can now for a cont- to a contender. You're trading, you know, Ben McLemore, who a, a contender will love his shooting on their team right now the way he's shooting this season. Yeah. You are going all in rebuild. 
but just to sit here and tinker and be like, well, you know, we want to bring back Ant. Well, if we want to bring back Ant, we're going to have to, you know, shed a little bit of money so we don't go into repeater tax. Well, okay, you do that. Okay, then you got Nasir Little. Nasir Little, albeit is a, a small forward, he's actually best bet as a shooting guard. He's 6'5". He's not 6'8", 6'9". He's actually 6'5". So you have all of these, let's just say you pencil those guys in. You're penciling Ant at the one. You're penciling, um, you know, what should have been Norman Powell, but you're, you're penciling CJ at the two. You know, you got Ant at the three, and then whoever's your four, I haven't known now. Uh, Larry Nance, he's on a contract again. Um, Larry Nance, uh, who's your center then? If you're not bringing back Nurkic, we don't have a center on the roster now. Cody Zeller is hurt for the rest of the year, so uh, I just don't know what the heck is going on. And you know, I just to me the reason why this trade looks so bad, Gary Trent Jr. is absolutely destroying it for, for Toronto right now, and 23 years old. How fun would it have been to have Ant Simons, Gary Trent Jr., Nasir Little, Greg Brown, um, whoever you want to plug in at center, young guy. Just that would have been a fun team to build around, and you would have got a sh- oh, sorry crap ton for <laughs> Damian Lillard to add to that. You would have got a lot for CJ McCollum to add to that. You could have got stuff from Nurkic to add to that. But if you're you're either going one side or the other, and right now it's like they're still divided. Like Cronin still doesn't know what I'm what he's doing and that's what is kind of frustrating to me is because Jody Allen I don't think she knows anything about basketball whatsoever she's relying on outside sources and it's kind of this it's kind of scary to me that you know you had um McGowan stepped down you had Olshay fired um you had um I can't the director of player personnel stepped down as well I can't blanking on my name right now name right now but he stepped down um so I just don't know right now the state of the organization currently with Jody as owner. I I just have zero faith in them right now until they prove me wrong. If they prove me wrong, I will come on the next podcast after deadline and eat crow. I just don't see anything happening. And, you know, CJ has his winery, his babies here, his family. I just feel like it's like a feel good story where it's like, Oh, we're not going to trade them. We'd look bad. You know, we'd look bad to the CJ and, you know, Dame wants CJ and all this stuff. It's like, you guys, it's a business. You're trying to win basketball games here. Okay. I want, bring me back the jailblazers. Bring me back guys that are assholes and that win games. That's what I want. I don't care if what they do off the court, as long as they're not getting arrested. To be honest with you, that's what I want. I just want to win basketball games. Jordan, Wade, I appreciate both of you guys joining. Hopefully we can get you guys on another podcast uh, and we can go in depth even more with, you know, more time frame so it doesn't feel so short and compact. But I appreciate both of you guys for coming out tonight. Feel free to stay in if you guys want to stay in and listen. If not, I hope you guys both have a good night. And uh, thanks All for right. coming. I Thank appreciate you. For having me. Have a good night. Okay. Hey, hold the phone. Did I just notice Mike joined the the party? Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing terrible. How are you doing? <laughs> it's so good to hear from you, man. I haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, you're a little late to the party, but hey, it's better late than never. Speaking of late, we've got our last two. Certainly, certainly appreciate both of you guys for waiting. Let me get you guys in here real quick. We've got Owen, who is another part of the Point Nine podcast. We've got Owen here, and we've also got Tyler. Can you guys both hear me? Yeah, what's going on, man? Yep. What's up? 
Glad you guys are both here. Mike, I'm glad you're here. So let's get into this. Owen, let's start off with you. Go for uh, it. Uh, I mean, I yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of it of the trade, to be honest with you. I Wade honestly made a lot of really good points. You know, I'm I'm also a huge fan of college basketball. I know a little bit about Keon, and he's he is a really raw athlete, a lot of raw talent and potential that you kind of just gotta uncover. But the trade just sucks, man. And, and the only good part about the trade, and it's a term that we've been throwing around a lot this podcast, is because of the luxury tax. And for those who are listening who who don't maybe know what that means, I know Adam talked about earlier. He didn't really understand what that meant. Luxury tax is basically an in, an incremental tax that owners have to pay um, if the team goes over the salary cap. So like the higher the overall salary cap that they go, the higher the annual taxes. And it's obviously, it affects some owners and it's honestly, it honestly affects more so small market teams than any other, uh, which makes it even harder for us to get players because we don't have money because we paid in taxes. Um, and so I think that this trade straight up just is kind of whack. We got rid of two really good perimeter players defensive wise and a guy in Norman Powell who is averaging 18 and a half a game on 46% shooting and 40% from three point range. I like the ideal wingman for a guy like Dame, a guy that we've been waiting to have a player that I think we've been waiting to have with Dame for such a long time, ever since he really stepped into being the top dog on the team. And it sucks to give him away for Eric Bledsoe, who's probably going to get bought out for justice Winslow, who put in a little bit of solid minutes, honestly, for the Clippers. And um, obviously with Chauncey being our coach and with him, you know, formally being the assistant coach for the Clippers, I'm sure he put in a good word and had to be somewhat involved with this trade. Um, And then obviously with Keon being just a raw athlete, but I 100% agree with the previous statement of Norman is so much better than a second round pick. Like him by himself is a first round at least. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know how we, how, you know, Cronin got away with not getting a first round pick. I just, I don't know. I don't see the, the point in the trade. I don't see really a future with the trade. I think if we, I think if we were focused on the future, we would never have traded Gary Trent and we would have been able to write off of Ant, Little, and Trent because at this point it just feels like we traded Trent for. Eric Bledsoe, and that's a horrible takeaway because Gary Trent is balling right now. And yeah, I'm just not, I don't see where this is going. I think our best trade asset, honestly, right now is probably Nurk. I mean, seven out of the last 11 games, he's had a double-double and he's balling right now. I think Nurk's time in Portland, honestly, is coming to an end. And I think we could get rid of him now while the stock on him is somewhat high. And at least everyone in the league knows he's playing well right now. I mean, I think we could get some value off of him, but then it brings up the conflict of, you know, not really having a big man. So that's kind of the coin flip that we would have to trade. We'd have to trade to get, you know, a center who is at least, you know, as good, if not maybe just a tiny bit better. But it's a it's such a hard situation, but the trade as a whole, I'm not not a fan of at all. <laughs> you're, you're with a lot of us. Um, yeah. Before I throw it to Tyler... To make this day even more weird, the game going on right now, our leading scorer is Tony Snell. So, what is going on? I, God, bro. Like, that, honestly, that just makes me so sad. Like, we're at a point now because Dame's hurt and with all the, like, 
Also, by the way, we're winning. Second of all, <laughs> Tony Snell is, is our leading scorer. This sucks. This really sucks. So, Tyler, you've waited the longest out of everybody now. Go for it. Let us know how you feel. Yeah, so I was at work, and I cannot have my phone on me when I'm working. So imagine my surprise when I just checked my phone and saw this notification. I was I, I was just honestly in shock. Um, I like Keon Johnson. He, you know, he does have some potential, you know, like everybody else has said, extremely raw athlete. He does have a pretty good amount of upside from what I've seen. But it the trade it just doesn't make sense. Like we could have I honestly, I don't know what we could have done with Rocco. I guess the Jazz were interested. Who knows what we could have gotten from them? Like, I mean, we'll never know. Um, Norm, honestly, I, I like Norm, but I was fully expecting him to get traded. Where, obviously, I didn't know where. The Clippers, I guess, were talking about getting him. But I just, I just don't really see like where this team is going. To be honest, I'm just, I'm going to bed praying every night for good luck in the lottery at this point. Oh God, like, oh God. seriously. Like, I mean, I'm hoping for Paulo. I don't know if we're. I think we're. I think we're only two losses out of the fifth pick right now, or the fifth high guy. My guy's the on the same lottery. page. Yeah, like I, th- I think we're only, yeah, two losses out of the fifth spot. So, yes. I mean, you know, we're just gonna have to hope and pray that we kind of draw a little luck with that. But honestly. It's just it it doesn't make sense to me. I, I think we can throw a Ben Simmons trade out the window at this point. It seems like a Harden for Simmons is going to happen, and I I don't I don't know if CJ gets shipped off. To be honest, either I just I don't know. You know what drives me crazy about the whole Philly situation is they got offered very reasonable trades, and they turned sure. them all down. And if if by some miracle. Maury gets his way and gets a player like Harden or Lillard or something like, you know, a player like that. It's going to drive me crazy that we got, we sent off these players for the players we got and he's been stubborn all year long and turned down trades that to me were well worth the trade. And it's just. Exactly. Like if, if Maury somehow pulls off a Harden trade, I think you should just give him exec of the year. To be honest, he's waited this entire thing out and he's gotten good offers too, that he's turned down. Exactly. He's gotten yeah, extremely sure. good offers. And I mean, a few months ago, I mean, they were looking at getting Malcolm Brogdon for Simmons and now there might be a bidding war for him. Like, I don't know. That's just crazy to me. <laughs> If I could, if I could touch on that point real Go quick, I think, if, I think, I think if Harden goes, I know we're not obviously talking about, it, but if I think if Harden goes to to Philly, I think that speaks more about the Brooklyn Nets as an organization than Philly, because that would by far be the like the biggest bust of a big three in NBA history. If this whole situation with what's been going on, obviously with Kyrie over the past couple months, with Kevin Durant, you know, playing at an MVP level and then getting hurt, and now James Harden's kind of having to step in and carry the load again. If James Harden leaves, then there's something bigger going on with the Nets because they have everything that they could possibly ever ask for to contend. And if it's going this route, then it's just going to be such. It'll be the biggest bust of a super team or just a team of like a big three that 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 the league has ever seen. So before I throw it to Mike, I just want to get you guys a quick opinion on this. Do you think Ben Simmons fits? I know this is a Blazer podcast, but do you think he fits with Brooklyn? No, no, he doesn't. Um, right. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. The only way I could imagine is, I mean, Kyrie. T- if Kyrie's still even there, who knows what's going to happen with him? Uh, Kyrie taking the ball up and then them trying to use Simmons in like kind of how uh, the Nuggets use Jokic in like a playmaking from the post type of way. But I just don't see that happening with Kevin Durant and Kyrie on the team. So the thing that's yeah, the thing that sucks about Ben Simmons is like he doesn't really fit on any team, especially as a point yeah. guard. Like yeah. he's not. He, he especially for today's league and how the game is played, you know, spacing out the floor and and being able to to shoot the three ball, he does not do at all. He hardly shoots the ball. Period. Like he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit that at all. And even as a forward, he doesn't fit that at all. Like he, they have players and talent there that I would much rather see. Like you know, Claxton, and you know, even a guy like Blake Griffin. You know, and James Johnson coming off the bench, he has experience. Paul Millsap, I know he has experience too. Like these guys who have experience, we're still solid. You know, twelve to thirteen minute a game players. Like he doesn't fit. He just doesn't. Yeah. So you guys, Tyler, uh, Owen, feel free to stay if you guys want to respond to what Mike has to say. If you guys want to leave, go for it. Either way, I appreciate both of you guys joining. Like I said, you can stay, and if you want to respond to what Mike has to say, go for it, Mike. Let's hear what you got, bro. It's it's your mic. Go for it. Jesus Christ. Man, um I was having <laughs> dinner. Um it was kinda like eight PM for me at the time the the wash bomb came out. Uh and um uh, I I was I was just eating dinner with a couple of friends and uh randomly I got a text from from a friend who is a Raptors fan and uh he basically said you guys did it. You guys finally did a trade, and then he spammed he spammed laughing emojis, and I was like, "Oh no!" Then um, I I waited a while because I thought he was trolling about the trade because the boys just never do a trade. Um, so I, I I waited a while, had dinner, had some beers, uh, and then I I go on Twitter, and then I I see the shock. I I saw, I started reading your tweet, and I saw Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, and uh, Ken Walt. Ken Walker, right? Um, and I was like thinking, oh, those are good pickups. Who did we trade? Uh, Larry Nance? And then I and then, and then I read Norman Powell and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and then added to that, I, I see Robert Covington. I'm like, oh, f- God no. <laughs> and then it, and it, and it, then it just sank to me because um, then I went instantly on a, on a rant on every Blazer Discord I'm at. Um, because some people say it's not a bad trade, but uh, I prefer not to think of it as a Roko Roko Norman deal. I I'm looking more at what we traded for Roko and what we traded for Norman. Because I know that I know that's unfair to because we changed GMs, but um, we gotta think about this because uh, we traded for Roko like a a year and a half ago, and we traded for Norman a year ago. So I can definitely make the comparison for what we traded then and what we got now. And what we traded then was uh, two first-round picks for Robert Covington. And uh, we traded Gary Trent uh, for uh, and Rodney Hood, but uh, mostly Gary Trent for Norman Powell. And uh, is, is there any world where you trade Gary Trent and two first-round picks for Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, and Keon? Absolute no world that happens, and uh, you can you can argue like the guys didn't know, but uh, it's been literally one year since we got those players, and we've already dumped them for a buyout contract, 
a 19 year old player and a solid bench player i, I like justice don't get me wrong He's, he was one of my favorites a few years ago but uh we just well, traded norman powell and robert Covey. I, I, I still can't fathom the the logic behind the trade i still tr I, I, as i said before i still think uh, <laughs> i still think it, it's a three three team trade and, and, it, and it didn't fit the tweet but uh, no, that that dream is over right now. I just, uh, I, I I still can't uh, understand the logic behind it. I I don't know if there's something being planned other than this. But uh, right now, as it stands, uh, it's a horrible trade in my opinion. Well, and let me add just a little bit to that. Like you said, we traded two first for Roko, and we traded Trent and Hood for for uh, Powell. Yeah, it's not like we. It's not like Norman Powell wasn't good for us. So, you know, for us to give him up for what we got in return, that hurts worse. We can compare that. Rocco wasn't as good for us as, as we thought he would be. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't good. So, you know, obviously his value is going to drop. So there's probably no way we could get two first rounds for him. But Trent, or I mean, not Trent, sorry. Powell is, was, was great for us and one of the most consistent players for us. And to... To lose out on value like we did on on Powell is what really hurts. Yeah, yeah well, he's averaging 18 points as the third option. Yeah, and, and not, out of and position. Not just, and not just the third option, the, the third guard, because that's important, because uh, Dame got to get three-point shots, CJ got to get three-point shots. What, what three-point shots are left for Norman? And he still gets 18 points a game. Even though CJ and Damon, they kind of on and off the court, it's still very impressive numbers. And uh, yeah. what do you get in return for him? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even questioning Roku here. Because in, in my head, I, I don't know if I'm delusional or not, but in my head, we just give Norman Powell in this trade and it would still be technically a bad trade. Yeah, I agree 100%. And, and we still add uh, an all-defensive caliber player. Which has not been, uh, let's be honest, has not been uh, on that <laughs> level uh, on the defensive side of the ball. But uh, he has been way better shooting the three ball. He he even got a game winner this season. Yep. And uh, his defense has been looking slightly better towards these these last couple of months. So yeah, as I said, yeah, if even just Norman Powell would would look like a bad trade for the boys, it's adding Robert Covington, which is a quality player in any NBA team. Man, it's it's killing me. Yep. It's killing me inside for sure. Tyler, do you have anything you want to throw in here before we wrap? Yeah, it up? I I was just gonna agree with uh with Mike. I every NBA team could use a player like Rocco. I know he's been struggling, but Rocco is a player you can plug into any system, any team, and he can yep. he'll get the job done. Um, so I just think. I mean, we definitely could have waited a little bit and kind of like once the trade deadline heated up, you're going to have teams panicking. And I I don't know, you know, what we could have gotten for him. Maybe it wasn't a first, but I definitely think we could have gotten a better return if we did like an individual trade for each of those two players rather than packaging them together. That's just yeah. my opinion. Though. Yeah, no, you're you both are spot on. Rocco is definitely a player that could fit on any team and any team would love to have him. And how the best three and D's in the league. Any team would love to have him for a second round pick because that's essentially what we traded him for. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Mike, do you have anything you want to add before we wrap up? Uh, maybe I want to add something, but uh, 
I don't, I don't even want to add something and just like to add a question to the air. Uh, what is Dame thinking about this? Did, did this trade go through Dame? They said it did. A... They said he was okay with it. Who knows if that's a true report or not, but the, from the reports we've seen, he said that he was okay with it. That yeah, that the... that just makes me think that something bigger is happening or that exactly. it's just not true. Because it's, I mean, it's one of those two. There's, there's no yeah, because there's no way he looks at that and is like, yeah, I'm I'm fine trading two 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 of our best starting players for essentially two bench players and a extremely raw rookie. Like, yep, the second round pick pretty much has no value to us. Yeah, that's probably. I wouldn't be surprised if we package that off with something in the future. To be honest, like very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and, and that's yeah. what I said. Dame must know something that none of us know because for if that report Easy. is true, he if he vetoes that trade, my lord, either James Harden is coming or Dame is leaving. <laughs> it's one of the two. Uh, uh, that, last year when Harden was still on the Rockets, I don't know how true it was, but I saw multiple reports. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not Cronin, but I saw multiple reports that they asked for CJ Gary Trent. Yeah. Little and like two first for Harden, yeah. Like imagine we would have done that, we would I think be in a ten times better position than we are right now. But obviously mm, hindsight's right. twenty twenty, so you can't get too mad about that. But still, yeah, it's gonna be a like a, like I said a little bit earlier, it's gonna definitely be a bumpy road this year for the rest of the season. And I mean, who knows what's gonna happen? It's not even a road anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're right; it's not a road. It was um, a bumpy road before. Now he's like a dirt way. <laughs> With a couple potholes and an alligator on the side yeah. trying to eat you. <laughs> Tyler, I appreciate you coming out short notice. Uh, you know, yeah, spending sure, time man. with us, waiting, you know, to the last person. I appreciate it. Um, I hope to yeah, get man. you on another podcast and, and spend some more time talking with you. Yeah, for My- sure, bro. Just hit me up again. And yeah, if, if I'm free, I'll definitely, definitely love to come on again. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Mike, it's always good to hear from you. I'm glad you had some energy to get in here and talk. Um, yes, sir. You always bring the, the the funny stuff when you come in, so I appreciate yeah, it. the comedy here. <laughs> that's that's pretty much what the Blazers are turning into at this point. So <laughs> They're funnier than me right now. <laughs> but other than that, I appreciate you coming out. Um, everybody that's listening, you know, feel free to send us messages, anything you want, telling us how you guys feel. Um, it's a rough night. Hopefully it gets better. Um, other than that, I hope everybody has a great night. And as always, Rip City, baby. Let's go.